Welcome to The Well Drop, Own Your Wellness. I'm your host, Amber Berger. And I'm Dina Wismer. We are mothers, friends, wellness experts, and self-described warriors who have each experienced our own unique personal wellness journeys. We are your wellness friends here to give you drops of wisdom we've discovered over the years that actually work. Wellness. What is it really? The struggle is real and we're here to help sift through the noise. On this podcast, we invite wellness experts to join us and share their concrete tips on how to support yourself and your family in ways that are manageable. Seek out experts in their field and at the end of the day, come up with your own personalized plan for you and your family. Care NAD boosting moisturizer, that was the first product we ever came out with. What we noticed is that obviously if you feel younger and you stay in bed all day, you're not gonna get anything done, right? It doesn't matter really how you feel as a human being, it matters what you do with it, right? That's why the company has like 15 different products rather than just one, like a silver bullet, because there is no silver bullet. Like NAD makes your cells function younger, but then you got to kind of ask them to do different things. So mm-hmm. that's what we've invested in next. Like, okay, how do we take advantage of this youthful energy? Today, we'd like to welcome Anastasia and Amitai, the founders of the first biohacking skincare line, Young Goose. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Thank you very much. I'm so excited to have you guys here today. We actually met at the biohacking conference in LA in September, and I was walking around and I saw biohacking your skincare and it really resonated with me. I never thought about biohacking your skincare, more just about biohacking your body. Yeah. So I'm excited to kind of dive into what is biohacking. I think a lot of people don't even know what that means. And I've been using your products ever since I ordered it at the show. And I actually have had such great results. So I am so happy to have you guys on board and to share with everyone about Young Goose, your skincare line. Can you tell us a little bit about what was the inspiration behind the line and why did you create this line? Yeah, Anastasia, tell the the story how we started because it's not like a... I think a normal skincare company start starting. I think everything in biohacking is probably not what you would expect out of uh, things unfolding, right? We all kind of find biohacking in different ways. So how about you take it? Sure, sure. So um, I think as most biohackers say, you know, we were biohackers before the term was coined. But really for us, we were serial entrepreneurs. We were in the space for a while and we loved NADIVs. That was the start of it. And um, I don't know if you saw a viral clip by Hailey Bieber and Kendall Jenner, but there yeah. was a clip where they were getting, yes, they NAD- were getting it together. They I wish getting- we can do NADIVs every day, you know. Exactly. So they were <laughs> thinking that and, and that was our thought process, too. We were getting NADIVs and we were like, we wish we could do it all the time and we wish it could be more affordable because back in the day it was thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. Now you can find it a little bit more affordable. So can you tell us quickly, what is mm-hmm. NAD? And when you were doing these IVs, how did it make you feel that you craved it and wanted more? I, I feel like I might be one of the few people who still does not really know what NAD is. So I'm so happy that you asked that question, Amber. NAD, is, you can think of it as an energy molecule of your body. And you can also think about it as a fuel for repair processes. So every single repair and rejuvenation process that takes place in your body costs your body some amount of NAD. And unfortunately, by the age we reach 60, we have half the amount of NAD we had when we were 30. So therefore, we can start signs of aging, which is also accumulated unrepaired damage. Yeah. You know, so therefore, people like to boost NAD to start those repair processes. Bottom line, NAD makes you feel younger, 
or makes you function younger. It doesn't matter necessarily how you feel because everyone has different, you know, some people like me that they're extremely, extremely active. I feel that I don't recover as fast as I would when I was 20, right? Someone else, it would be, you know, lifting their first child on their arms rather than their fifth child. And they can understand that they can lift them for a different period of time. You know, my mother always told me that she would carry me until the day she dies. She can't carry me anymore. <laughs> uh, so to, and to anyone, it would be different. But basically, you function like a younger human being. Anything from your digestion to your muscles. Um, you know, if you did have an NAD cream, for example, you, you also your skin going to function younger. So that's kind of where we where we saw the difference. We felt younger. We felt more. You Interesting know, that you yeah. felt then. You guys are nice and young in your thirties. Yeah. Yeah. Dean and I are in our forties. I was first introduced to NAD in 2019 from friends of mine in Malibu who were getting those IVs. And at the time, one person was 50 and one was 30. Mm -hmm. And so they were I, loving it. But I still but have Amber, not experimented. I, I, I like to say you're only as old as you feel. So I'm sticking with 25. Exactly. <laughs> I say 13. I, I always tell, tell, tell people Anastasia is 15 with about 20 years of experience. Yeah. Exactly. I like it. Exactly. exactly. No, she really had a, uh, bi a biological age test. Oh, the, bi the real she's, deal. You got she's confirmed. She's 15 biologically. Yeah. We need these secrets. I'm so excited. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> I'm an open book. So from the NADIVs, how did you then think that you should use this on your skin? Yeah. Actually, we were trying to create transdermal NAD delivery. And then through lots of research and development, we found out that actually uh, when you give your skin NAD precursors, the skin keeps them because it doesn't want to give it to the rest of the body. So we sort of made lemonade out of lemons. So we didn't make the transdermal body booster, like body... We no, didn't replace IVs, right? right? Yeah, exactly. Not yet. But yeah. <laughs> yes, but we did create one of a kind skin supplement, specifically raising NAD plus in your skin cells and then turning on the rejuvenation specifically for your skin. And that's how Care NAD Boosting Moisturizer was formed. That was the first product we ever came out with. And we came with an eye cream that kind of does the same thing. What we noticed is that obviously if you feel younger and you stay in bed all day, you're not going to get anything done, right? It doesn't matter really how you feel as a human being. It matters what you do with it, right? That's why the company has like 15 different products rather than just one, like a silver bullet, because there is no silver bullet. Like NAD makes your cells function younger. But then you got to kind of ask them to do different things. So mm -hmm. that's what we've invested in next. Like, okay, how do we take advantage of this youthful energy? Right. So you're kind of playing around like, all right, you have the NAD on your skin. It's doing something, making it younger. Now you kind of need to trick the skin again mm -hmm. with the additional products in the line. You need to ask yes, it. Exactly. You need to basically ask your skin to do specific tasks. And that's where our serums come in. So our NAD cream and the flagship product, it will help holistically across all signs of aging, but it's a slow process. And then what we found out is the reason it's a slow process is because your, your skin or your body for that matter doesn't know a wrinkle is a problem. There is like no inflammation marker attached to it. So therefore we designed and developed spe specific serums where you can then target specific skin concerns. So you can find out what is it? Because everyone has different skin concerns. For some, it will be laxity. For others, wrinkles. For others, pigmentation. So we do have different types of products that you can use for those concerns. And then the NAD will fuel these repair processes. Mm -hmm. So that's how the skincare, you know, has a few steps. Right. So Dean and I are definitely results-driven, and we love 
products that actually work. I yeah. think we're on a mission of really introducing people to things that work. And I like the idea behind your mission of take control of your skin's aging. Mm -hmm. But before we get into your amazing product line, can you first tell us about the results that your clients see and how quickly do they see them? Yeah, we actually have, you know, we have studies on that, but I think Anastasia as our chief scientific officer is the person to talk about it. Yeah. So how fast do people see results, Anastasia? Sure. So uh, based on our clinical studies and the user trials and now already years of experience of just talking to our clients and our followers, you can see results sometimes as early as four weeks. Because anyway, skin cycle is 30 days. The majority, the, the most profound change in result you will see in a window of time from four weeks to eight weeks. But it is also important to remember that everybody's body is different, skin different, is different, so it mm -hmm. may vary. I would imagine that also what you're doing at home in terms of exercise and food will also impact the results that you're seeing as well. How else can you boost NAD levels in your body besides an IV or skincare? Dina hit the nail on the head. So yeah, so first of all, exercise is very important. Intermittent fasting could raise NAD levels. Basically, every time you tell your body you, you kind of need to hunker down and survive, whatever that is, whatever we're trying to have the body survive, it's going to raise NAD levels. It's going to fuel the fuel tank of you know of, of your of your body's uh, reservoir, right? So that's what NAD is. As a brand, we launched our brand with the podcast for the reason that you're absolutely right, Dina. Like you know. Skin health doesn't come just from the outside products. It's come from within. So we do educate on gut health and so many other aspects of um, that contribute to skin health, like everything, brain health, mindfulness. Mm -hmm. It all comes into play and proper fitness and sleep hygiene. Sleep but, is very important, um, yeah. And the sleep hygiene is also very important for NAD boosting. Uh, it's, it's actually interesting because you can boost the NAD in your body as, through so many healthy habits. So basically, if you have healthy lifestyle, you eat well, you exercise, especially heat uh, workout, um, you have a sleep hygiene, you will have, it will contribute to healthier and higher NAD levels. But it, it does not work the same way for skin per se. So, uh, and even if you were to go and get NAD IV, the body has a list of organs where it wants this to go to. And unfortunately, as we grow older, evolutionary, the body doesn't prioritize our hair, our nails, our skin anymore. Like our beauty takes second place. And for good or for bad reason, you know, the, the body will allocate NAD to your brain, to your liver. So for the skin specifically boosting NAD, doing it holistically is much harder versus yeah. your body. I actually can confirm the results <laughs> that I've been using it since, I guess, October. I moved to Miami three years ago in COVID. And since then, I took up playing tennis, paddle, wake surfing every week, and my skin was getting so much sun exposure. I started freaking out about it. And so I actually did a skin test in 2020 in October, and I just went back again in two and a half years later to get the skin retested since I started using your products and my skin age actually went down by mm -hmm. two years, amazing. So which was amazing. It. But I do want to get it down even more <laughs> <laughs> and be 15 or however old you are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's yeah. that you can do it. The most important, obviously, is gut health, mm -hmm. uh, gut health, brain health, uh, good sleep, good nervous system. 
obviously uh, mindfulness, all of those things you can think of again, like you can think of your car, you want to go somewhere. That's, that's our end goal, right? But in the middle, if you have seven kids in the backseat and everyone's yelling, I want to go there and you need to go there first and then there first. So obviously you're not going to have a lot of gas and you're going to get to wherever you're going very late, right? That's your body when there's a lot of inflammation and we're eating bad food and we're not sleeping and, and we're not exercising and all those things are kind of diverting that repair energy from where it really needs to go which is again if we're interested in better skin or you know better hair whatever that is that's going to be our end goal so we need to clear a lot of the other things that kind of sap that energy rather than only try to boost whatever process we're trying to get absolutely i mean that speaks to the heart of you know dina and i's mission of really beauty from the inside out first Mm -hmm. yeah you know and how Mm -hmm. you take care of your body what you put in your body but it is also important people are into what they put on their body. What can you say about these products in the clean skincare market? Where does this line fall? While we have like holistic mindset, uh, it is important to understand that the term clean is being overused. It's being used as a buzzword, as an advertising term, as a marketing term. And a lot of the times it doesn't hold much weight. So you, you mean, always- Anastasia, everything I'm seeing on Instagram that says it's clean <laughs> is not necessarily clean. Exactly. exactly. Normally clean of active ingredients. That's the most. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's another thing. So uh, when you're early in your journey, in your, you know, in your early 20s, maybe early 30s, you can afford to use heavy, active, free skincare, which it's very easy to make clean, right? Because if the stronger actives you have, the more you have to make sure they're stable. And so if you're younger, you can use all that trendy, clean skincare products that don't have much inside, right? Like it's easy to be clean if you're like based on aloe vera or something mm-hmm. like that. But this will not bring about a change. This will not reverse existing signs of aging. Um, sunspots yeah, I think will not tone your skin. You can't have a lot of actives that need to be active, that need to react with things, that needs need to create a process and expect them to not create, not react to their environment in their container for, you know, a year, two years. The average product sits on a shelf, clean, not clean, whatever, between uh, eight months to a year and a half before it gets to you. So anyone who says like, oh, I'm not going to put anything on my skin that, that I can't eat. What would you eat that sat on a shelf for a year <laughs> and a half? I wouldn't, I wouldn't eat anything. So you have to create like a be- very, very important balance between what's good for the entire body that I put on my skin. What's good for the entire body? What am I putting in? That's not going to affect me negatively, holistically, my endocrine system, my brain, anything like that. What's good for short term? results wise what you know what's going to make my skin look the best now but also what's great for longevity you asked before about like oh you know how fast will people see a change in their skin right well most of what aging is it's like an iceberg like 90 percent is under the surface what you're seeing right now is not the results of aging that the sun exposure that you had yesterday you know uh, every time we talk to someone that's 50 60 70 80 they said oh yeah i have this they kind of know i have this because i was a beach bum when i was 25 right so that's what you're paying for we're correcting that damage rather than trying to tackle what you had done yesterday can you guys come talk to my 14 year old daughter who (laughs) insists on frying her skin and i tell her all the time you're 14 now, but you won't be 14 forever. And I promise you, when you are older, you you know, yes, 100%. Unfortunately, I feel like a lot of us don't learn those lessons until later on in life. But uh, it's good to keep telling people and, and hopefully 
They you only know? communicate right. communicate through TikTok dances right right now, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is true. How do they look on TikTok? Yeah. It's like the main thing. I like how your products help you age best through every stage of life. Yeah. At what age would you say that you can start? Like, could Dina's daughter should she use the SPF? It, it's a great first question. Of all, yes. But. Yeah. First of all, to answer uh, that direct question, yes, SPF is important at any age, even younger than fourteen. Um, because, you know, it just, it's a direct damage and a direct damage to our DNA. It's not just beauty. It's so much more than that. In terms of using our products, like what we formulate for mature skin. So first and foremost, for women, you know, in their 40s and later, right? But at the same time, I'm in my mid-30s and I look around and sometimes I see women of my age with, unfortunately, already a lot of signs of aging. And I think that's because of toxins that we're exposed to, pollution we're exposed to, and blue light. And so that makes it so that even if you're in early 30s, you should start using the skincare products that are anti-aging to maintain and prevent. I'll give you a st small statistic. You, you said aging from the inside out, right? So about 80% of the reason your skin ages specifically is outside in. So it's like pollution, radiation, EMFs, whatever that is. If you live in a polluted city, you age more, your skin ages more from pollutants and blue light than it would be from UV. It's very interesting, actually. I was going to ask you guys of what does your phone do to your skin? Yeah, I think uh, for most people, they already were suspecting, right? We kind of like had an idea, I don't know, a thought that this might be not healthy to have a blue light shining at our face like day in and day out. But uh, now in 2021, uh, a very extensive uh, study was published that confirms that blue light, uh, which is HEV, high energy velocity light, does break down collagen in our skin. It dehydrates our skin so the skin gets noticeably drier. And uh, last but not least, it um, like overexpresses melanin. So we can actually have sunspots, mm -hmm. age spots. Your skin gets a grade, how, how dark it is innately, like naturally. So Fitzpatrick one is like the lightest ever. You can't ever get tanned, you know. Fitzpatrick six is, is the darkest you can get to. Anyone that's like Fitzpatrick two and up is going to get hyperpigmentation from blue light. Right, so being on that iPad or even your computer, I mean, I use a screen for all of my devices. Do you, Dina? Did you say you use a blue light screen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course. I mean, I assume that's the best solution as opposed to just not using the screens at all. Is that correct? I mean, for your skin health, using SPF, even when you're indoors, uh, is, a, is a great solution. And it's uh, more, you know, proof than blue light screen. Like blue light screen is great for your eyes. You know, it minimizes the eye strain, but there is still going to be some effects for your skin. For example, at Yangus, we have BioShield SPF 40 which is 100% mineral sunscreen, and it's non-nano, meaning that it's a physical sunscreen. So it literally sits on your face and, and blocks and deflects the UV, UVB and blue light. And then when you wash it off, it's gone. It was never inside your pores. That's what yeah. non-nano means. It's 100% mineral, so there is zero chemical screen. Sometimes it says mineral sunscreen, but then it still has some chemical screens. So here you have none. And last but not least, it has other skincare actives that make it 360 de degrees protection. So indoors, unfortunately, sometimes people have more pollution than outdoors. That yeah. happens with the vents and mold and whatnot in buildings. There are like active such as lipochrome 6 that protects your skin from not just free radicals of oxygen, but also nitrogen and carbon. 
and there are other actors Heavy there. metals, pollution. I like that. that I never would have like, thought to oh. wear SPF indoors. And I know we want to talk more about your diversity of products and something you said really struck me in terms of everybody needs something different. Even the same person needs something different depending on where they are in their life and their month and all of that. But if I'm on a limited budget and I only have so much money to spend, it sounds like the SPF might be top priority. Am I correct in saying that it's one of the most important products if I have limited amounts to spend? Definitely, especially in a summer or like now, like there is summer, there is air travels coming up. It would be like the number one product I would recommend for this season. If someone lives within four seasons, right, and they live somewhere where it's dark most of the fall, winter and spring, although it's great to wear it inside, like it's, if I have to pick just one, it's, it's a battle in my head between the SPF and our NAD boosting moisturizer. So that's what I'm trying to like balance the checks, you know, in the list of pluses. I think, <laughs> um, it's, what, what, yeah. I think it's what a person needs. What we try to do is like Yangus is, is, is basically like um, two sides of the same coin. One side is, okay, we'll take, you know, the best science there is as far as longevity and we'll translate it to wherever it fits best in a skincare regimen that would make sense to you. We didn't invent some some kind of, you know, mousse that you don't know exactly when to put it, right? We, we have a serum, we have a cleanser, we have a moisturizer. That's like one, one. And the other is just taking whatever product you know, like a serum, like a retinol or, or a sunblock and biohacking it, like making it the best product there is. So if you need a, a sunblock and you don't have a good one that you are loyal to, that's going to be your best product. If you need a moisturizer, if you need, you know, something for hydration, if you need a cleanser, each one of those products are going to be the most important important product for you. And we guarantee you're going to get like the best bang for your buck. So tell us about biohacking skincare. What does that mean to you? Biohacking is like Dave Asprey says, it's changing the environment within you, around you to affect your biology. And that's, I think, the difference between normal skincare, which it could be result driven in biohacking skincare. Normal skincare is like, okay, let's just make you not appear older. But if you are accumulating more aging in the background, me trying to make you not appear older in a year would still mean I'm, you're, you look older than you are today. Whereas what Biohacking skincare tries to do is really change the function of your skin, make your skin function like a younger skin. And then again, changing the function by asking it, okay, so now that you're, you feel all young and excited, okay, now fix pigmentation. Okay, now fix this wrinkle. Okay, now tighten the skin, whatever that is. Yeah, so I think for us, uh, just to sum it up, we look at the root causes of skin aging and we try to go for those cellular pathways and counteract them. Versus just treating the existing signs of aging, mm -hmm. which is a lot of the other approach that you see from other brands. And I also think a lot of the beauty industry so much is just marketing and oh, yeah. advertising and it's all fluff, mm -hmm. right? And it's just we're, you know, here at the well job here to sift through the noise and help people. If you're going to buy a moisturizer, you might as well just buy the best moisturizer that's actually going to work with SPF. I've yeah. tried so many. I don't know how many you've tried, Dina, but... I mean, <laughs> a, li a lifetime supply. A already, lifetime. A, yeah, of course. You know, they would not break to mention me what out. my 14 year old daughter has <laughs> in her bathroom, which is terrifying. <laughs> yeah, the skincare routine of teenagers. That's yeah. for another yeah. episode. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but I've tried so many SPF moisturizers and really nothing would work. I mean, especially I've been really testing it by going out surfing every week mm -hmm. and, you know, I get a slight burn or it would break me out, whatever it was, it just wasn't 
the right formula until I tried yours. And really, it's been no problem mm -hmm. since day one. So whatever it is from a formula standpoint, and you are, you definitely biohacked it. I mean, it's working, which is great. I would love for you to tell me, because I remember when we first met, one, I was not in the market for a new skincare mm -hmm. routine. I thought I was set. Mm -hmm. um, but after speaking to you and really understanding the ins and outs of the line, you sold me on a couple products, which I was not intending to buy, <laughs> but it means you were a good you know, educator for me. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit what's unique about your eye serum, because I know I used to be really good about an eye serum in my 20s. I sort of don't know why I just kind of stopped doing it in my 30s. I probably shouldn't. And now I'm in my 40s. I brought it back. What is unique about your eye serum compared to others in the market? Sure. So first of all, it's, it's a very common question that people ask themselves, like, eye cream, is this a fad? Like, do I really need another moisturizer from a day? moisturizer from all over face moisturizer so to address it it's the same product like our eye care is also a serum and also a cream like in one the answer stems from the fact that um the eye area is very different from the rest of the face and the the skin is very different so the skin around the eyes is much thinner it's the thinnest skin you have on your face from a structural point of view it doesn't sit on a fat tissue like the rest of the face so it's also doesn't have any like oil supply. And then it also sits on a hollow space. So just the biology and the structure is very different. So you really want to find a product that will address it. So when we developed our eye cream, we looked at all of those specific eye area concerns and we just addressed it one by one. Mm -hmm. So first of all, we have GHKCU peptide there that boosts collagen production and it thickens the skin. So as you grow older, your skin gets thinner. And then when you thicken it, you can see less dark circles just because you have less that's shadow from them. I have a lot yeah. of veins under my eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> also, we have um, SNAP8 there, which is uh, a different set of peptides that works actually as neural inhibitors. Mini and, Botox kind of. Yeah. Oh, so it okay. So it kind of uh, relaxes the over-contracting muscles around your eye, around your eye contour, which gives you visible wrinkle relief like almost instantaneously within like 10 minutes you can see already like improvement and then it gets better and better long-term use because you break the pattern of the wrinkle forming in the same place and then last but not least it has um, our NAD precursor so it has NAD plus noble which has NR and NMN which boosts the NAD plus for the eye cream we use a lower molecular weight and lower molecular size specifically for the thinner skin around the eyes yeah, yeah. I can attest so for those people who do mm -hmm. Botox around their eyes and they say do I need an eye serum what would your answer be well first of all actually it's it's a very complex procedure to do it around the eyes the Botox so not a, a lot of people want to do it there but not a lot of people do our facial moisturizer and the eye moisturizer the peptides that we use actually have clinically been shown to support Botox. So for people that do do injections, it actually helps those last longer. We're not going to tell people not to do Botox, by the way. That's actually, I don't know if we have an opinion about it specifically, but for sure, we're not one of those people who think it's not okay. What I would say is Botox limits the amount of blood supply to wherever that is. And with blood come nutrients. And one of them, believe it or not, is NAD. Like when you have Botox, you will innately have less NAD. Then you go to the sun, you go to wherever that is. You're aging that skin, especially if you do Botox, especially if you do anything that limits blood supply, limits movement, dye sport, whatever that is. That's when you really want to use the best ingredients that you can because your skin's getting less of them. I'm one of the few holdouts that are in my 40s and live in New York City and have not gotten Botox yet. Anyway, I, I'm not saying one way or the other at all because I go back and forth in my head every day. <laughs> yeah, Dina and I talk all the time and I have done Botox and I do Botox, but I think I try to space it as much as possible. I do it 
for sure once a year at mm -hmm. most twice yeah. um, which is unusual because I think the protocol is every three months and when you get on that cadence you're just yeah. like on the hamster mm -hmm. wheel would you say that using your products will help to extend the shelf life of needing to maybe do those freezing injections yes we definitely have developed it this way. So it does, uh, the, the, the active ingredients such as Matrixyl 3000 has been called topical products, just like that Snap 8. It does clinically show that it helps you space this out. And another tip I have is that you should find a good facial masseuse, like a person that does facial massages. And so when your muscle movement comes back from Botox, right, you want to get a, a really good facial massage and work that muscle so there is no muscle atrophy and you want to make sure that there is a really good lymphatic drainage so you you drain that you can go and re-inject and this is how you can counteract some of the side effects of Botox that I talked about. Do you have any feelings or opinions on, I know that I've seen a lot about facial exercises that can be done mm -hmm. to help improve your skin. Is there any information that you know, you'd like to share? Do you have opinions on that? As with everything, you want to go and learn from the real experts. So unfortunately, there are a lot of like TikTok sensations, Instagram sensations. And sometimes you look at the way they work their facial muscles and they're just, they're, they're really literally causing wrinkles to themselves. Like they're overworked, right? But there are some other uh, people out there that really know what they're doing and they're usually older and they have experience and they really help you to tone the skin and do proper, again, facial massage for the drainage purposes. It's very important to drain the lymphatic fluid. So unfortunately, I don't have like a go-to person that I can recommend. I would just always say to be careful not to get like a gua sha set and just do it DUI because you can actually hurt yourself. You can like the, the pressure that you need to apply when you do lymphatic drainage is very minimal because it's right underneath the skin. On Instagram, people put so much pressure, like they're inevitably just breaking their own collagen there. I would say a few things. What it's touted for is like keeping the volume and stuff. That's normally a fat tissue under your skin, which you lose when you age. So these exercises are not going to help that. If anyone knows about the phenomenon that's happening now with uh, semiglutide or Ozempic or whatever, you know, GLP-1 agonist for weight loss that, mm -hmm. that people are taking. Okay. It's out there. So this is very yeah. relevant. Yeah. So there's something called Ozempic face. Have you heard about it? Oh, uh, yes, we have. Yes. So why is that? It's because they lose the fat in their face and that's just an example of how that is going to affect the way our skin looks and drapes on our on our face etc no amount of facial exercise is going to necessarily take care of that fat tissue right you can do facial exercise to get more blood supply to your skin that's fine you can also do one of those jawsercisers have you ever seen the jawsercise i did i am embarrassed to say i own one of them um, <laughs> so does my husband don't kill me for saying it yeah so but i don't think it worked for him well you need to do a lot of it and depends what right. you really need to do that a lot it's, it's a workout for the muscles in your face for those yeah. who don't know what it is yes yeah. exactly it's a little rubber ball or little two like squares that you stick either the sides of your where oh, where your where your mandibles you are yeah and you chew on it yeah. there's one yeah. there's a ball that you chew on which you stick to in the front of your it looks absurd it, that was his problem he's like where yeah. am i i go you should do it in the car on the way to work he goes and then like i pull up at a red light and some guy sees me <laughs> chewing on a ball i was like whatever you look like a big baby <laughs> yeah too. but what that would do aside from uh really improving your your nasal breathing again like nasal passageways and stuff it does 
help with tightening of skin because it adds volume to the face. So that could help. Some electrical magnetical stimulation could help. Professional treatments could help like radio frequency uh, could help because it creates scarring actually. If there's one thing I'm pretty consistent about, it's my skincare routine, but mm. I'm super simple and I don't like too many products. Yeah. So if somebody was interested in testing the line, and I think mm. I even, when we met, asked you what are the basic intro products that you would recommend for somebody to trial? My answer didn't change. <laughs> since <laughs> this is why year. I bought a few maybe. <laughs> yes, and so I'm gonna share them right now. So definitely uh, everyone should be using our NAD boosting moisturizers. So, you know, whatever skincare other products you have, it doesn't have any active to cross react. So you can seamlessly add it to your skincare routine. And as we said, boosting NAD plus levels within your skin cells will fuel the regeneration processes. The NAD boosting care moisturizer for the face and decollete and the eye care so these are kind of like the go-to and then of course um, our hyperbaric mask which um, has been like one of the biggest converters to our line so if you already have a skincare set like you have your routine you don't want to mess it up this will be the one product to seamlessly add because it doesn't replace anything that you already have in your skincare routine you just add it at night as a last step of your routine. You can use it from one to seven days. So every day, every night, or you can do it a few times a week, you know, however you want. Over the moisturizer. Over, goes the, moisturizer. over the moisturizer rather yeah. than instead of the moisturizer. Yeah. Yes, yes. So it's over the moisturizer is the very last step and it, it's a potentiator. So everything else that you applied prior is going to work better and you will wake up with the most radiant, glowing, hydrated skin. So again, it's the product, it's a no-brainer product. And then if I had to just just only one more to choose. It would be the SPF. Yeah. Everyone needs it. That's basically <laughs> my skincare routine yeah. Yeah. in the morning, in a nutshell. Yeah. What would you say? There's so much summer travel coming up. Mm -hmm. How would you utilize a hyperbaric mask? Because that has been my go-to travel hack, biohacking my skincare while on an airplane, actually. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, actually, last uh, October, I had like crazy travels. I, I flew from Miami to Spain and then to Greece and it was still hot there. And then from there to like two Eastern European countries where it was already freezing cold in October. So and the hyperbaric mask just saved me. Like you put it on the airplane, it protects your skin from the dry cabin air. It just protects your skin barrier. So when you travel with a change of weather, with a change of water, with the, you know, so many changes, the first thing that goes down is your skin barrier. And so once that gets compromised, that's where you start to experience the dryness, the sensitivity, the redness. So using a hyperbaric mask on an airplane. You can Over the SPF even. I do wear SPF on the airplane. You know, it protects as well from all the blue lights, from all the EMFs and, you know, we have very extensive mechanisms put in place and um, you can actually use the two together. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's a huge takeaway for me is about using SPF indoors. I mm -hmm. really, you know, Same. especially if I went, you know, on an air ride, plane ride, I would not think to ever put SPF. I would just do my moisturizer. I would say even <laughs> if you're going, if you live in New York and you go to dinner, right, and you're yeah. going to walk like the street ex. with all the pollution and everything, I'd use SPF. I'd use the sunblock. This is probably what's going to aid you the most in all of that day where you were sitting indoors and, and not getting a lot of you know, pollution and, and sunlight, et cetera. And then you didn't re prepare your body. Your body is like, I'm done for the day. I'm 
I'm good. I'm going to sleep soon. Then you're going outside and you're getting hit with all these free radicals, you know, heavy metals, pollution, uh, whatever the exhaust, you know, whatever that is. That's when you're going to age, actually. Yeah, it's very interesting. That is yeah. definitely my number one takeaway. I have visions of just slathering all of my children <laughs> in, S in this SPF every day. <laughs> you know, your skincare and your cycle and mm -hmm. that, you know, your skin evolves throughout your cycle. Can you speak a little bit about how over, you know, a 30 day period, how your skin changes? Females, we have our ebbs and flow. We have our, um, the three sex hormones, which are the estrogen, progesterone, testosterone. They really affect the composition of our skin on a weekly basis. So every new week, we're going to have different skin compositions. So for example, during the menstrual phase, your estrogen is much lower and that contributes to a much drier skin. And then you also have rising prostaglandins, which contributes to skin sensitivity. So my skincare tip would be like, stay away from painful procedures, right? Don't do waxing, don't do microneedling, microabrasion, anything like that. And go for your heavier serum or moisturizer that week. And then we go into the follicular phase and that phase you start already um, develop, you know, like the estrogen um, rises. So you have more moisture. It's actually like a golden week. It's like the week when your skin looks the best. This can be a week where you can feel like your skin is extra oily. You can see more blackheads or whiteheads because of the extra sebum production. So you want to actually keep your makeup and skincare light. So um, that will be one of the takeaways. And then going into the luteal phase, that's when um, your progesterone goes uh, higher. And with that, you actually have more tendency to express melanin. So you want to like really make sure that you're very diligent about your SPF and protecting your skin from the sun. And um, you also have very high production of sebum. And so from the ovulatory phase to now, you can actually have um, high chance to develop menstrual cycle acne. Right. So you want to uh, go for anti-inflammatory, antimicrobial products, and our skincare line, it's, for example, a green tea fighter serum. So we actually have a whole protocol that explains how you can cycle different serums. So you, you have your cleanser, your moisturizer, your SPF, the same. But then you can choose different kind of products, which will be just one step that changes, that will support your structure of the skin, your composition of the skin based on the hormonal fluctuation. I love that. Yeah, Dina and I are very into, you know, syncing with our cycle and with diet but with skincare you know people hadn't really brought it up until i heard it from you guys i think she's the oracle yeah. <laughs> of uh skin cycle syncing i i did start talk about it um, about two years ago <laughs> so it becomes more prevalent now which i'm very happy for because yeah. uh, just like you optimize your workouts based on your cycle your nutrition based on your cycle it's inevitable that skin changes and it's also something i want to say to everyone so even if you're like in the position where you maybe don't have um, as much of, you know, cycle, right? For whatever reason, your skin's still never going to be the same. So the, the biggest, you know, advice whenever people ask me, like, help me with, you know, the protocol and put together a skincare routine for me. The biggest advice I can ever give is just listen to your skin. Just, um, you know, just like you, you can figure out what your body needs in terms of workout, you know, today and tomorrow is probably not going to be the same workout or you're not going to eat the same food every single day. 
there will be some changes to your skin so you have a, a method in place but you always need to listen one day it's going to be a little bit oily another day it's a little dry reactive just listen to your skin and you know you'll figure it out just like listening to your body is always yeah. a good idea mm-hmm. it's all part of the same package Absolutely. Exactly. Just yeah. tuning yeah. in. Thank you. Thank you both so much for coming. I feel like I learned so much, really, even about Amber, as you said, sunscreen indoors and protecting from pollution and um, all of the different ways everything we do affects our skin. It's been extremely insightful and we really appreciate you giving your time. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. And you can check out the products at younggoose.com. We'll be giving our subscribers a discount in the show notes. You check them out there. Yeah. And um, let us know how your results are if you give it a shot. Yeah. And if someone's a real, wants to go on a real deep dive into the, some of the stuff we, we talked about here, we, we do have our own podcast. It's called Biohacking Beauty. But this is uh, very different from here, where this is entertaining and fun and, and um, in, you know, very interesting. I think our podcast is like, okay, if we do a super deep dive into something specific that is going to change the skin and we max out the amount of information we can take out of it, that's going to be that podcast. So It's highly yeah. educational. I definitely recommend if you're curious about the products and the ingredients, you know, you guys do a great job really explaining it all. So thank you thank so you. much. We're excited to have you here today. And we'll definitely circle back on syncing with our cycle and skincare another time, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly. Thank, thank you, you both so much. Such thank a pleasure. You. Thank you. Subscribe to The Well Drop on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Share with a friend who can benefit from listening too. Follow us on social media at The Well Drop.